Sebastian. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Ruthless Aggression Era podcast. And once again, another Bono episode where we dip a toe into the wonderful world of the sea show as it is time to take a look at Velocity between No Way Out and WrestleMania 21. As always, I am Dave, and as always, as always, when it's time for Velocity, we put the call out there, we throw that cast across the pond, and we reel him back over every single time because he can't get enough of the wonderful green stuff. Mm. You know him as the hardest part of the ring. We know him as Arme Ard. And Ad there last knows him as Kyle. Welcome once again. Welcome back. Fuck the Basham brothers. <laughs> That's all I have to say. All right, I'm out. How excited were you when you, you stopped the first episode and, <laughs> and we had main event of Basham brothers versus Charlie Hass and Hardcore Holly to then start the next episode and it kick off with the Basham brothers versus Charlie Hass. And I wish you could have seen the anger in my eyes because I, I watched them all pretty much in a row. So the first one, and not to get too into it, but the first one ends with the Basham brothers leaving. You have their stupid generic music playing. Cuts off. All right, let me start the next one. That same dumbass music. <laughs> At least maybe they'll face a different team. Nope. Rematch of the century, I guess. But uh, no, it's always fun to, as you say, to watch the green stuff. So. <laughs> it is, it is. <laughs> Where it's uh, legal in some parts of America, but still legal over <laughs> in the UK. <laughs> but let's get into it then. So it's March the 5th, 2005. We're less than a month away from WrestleMania. WrestleMania goes Hollywood. What's Velocity? How will Velocity impact the card of uh, WrestleMania? Will it impact the card of WrestleMania? It doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> well, so we kick things off then with Paul London and Funaki versus Charvo Guerrero and Akio. Some cruiserweight action for Velocity. Velocity does love a nice bit of cruiserweight action. Mm. Um, very fast-paced, as you'd expect. A lot of lock-ups. You get, you know, I've noticed in all these Velocity matches, they all, even with the Bashams and Hardcore and Charlie Hass, you start with five or six different lock-ups over the space of 15 seconds. Right. Well, like, it's the same guy who's booking every single match. He's booking the opening of every single match the same. Just lock up, into a corner, back out, lock up again, break, lock up again. It's got to be Hugh Morris. Bill, Bill DeMott's got to be booking all this shit. He's not in commentary anymore, unfortunately. I'm realizing that he might have been the best part of this show. So, maybe a little Yes, Steve, Steve I'm, still, I'm still not with Steve Romero. I'm trying, but he's, 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 he's the Mike Adamley of Velocity commentary. He really is. He, it's, every time I've watched one of these, it's been a watch-along, so I haven't really listened to the commentary that closely, but this time I did. Mm. Oof. You realize why he wasn't around too long. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you caught it, but uh, I think it was Josh. He was like, uh, yeah, the Cruiserweights lately, they've been more strong style. They've been less, you know, high flying and more smash mouth. Did you, uh, did you get a sense of that in all the cruiserweight matches that we witnessed? Not, not really. Well, I don't know. Charvo, uh, Charvo, Spike Dudley, and Scotty Tuati. I think that qualifies more as a smash mouth right. than it does high flying cruiserweight. Definitely didn't feel like a cruiserweight so maybe, match to me. No, oh no. Every, every time Spike Dudley's in the ring, it doesn't feel like a cruiserweight match. The boss. 
It doesn't at all. Um, I thought it was a great spot. Chavo, he got a European uppercut, but London hit a spinning heel kick. Uh, and then tags Fanaki, forearm onto Chavo. Akil then runs in. Fanaki takes care of him because the Orient. Uh, he goes for Inzaguri on Chavo. Chavo ducks, hits a massive wheelbarrow suplex as they go to a commercial. I thought it was a great way to get I was like, come on, let's get over. I'm, this, yeah. I'm loving this cruiser action. Loving it. Um, when we get back from the break, uh, Fanaki's fighting his way out of the corner. Uh, Chavo drags him back, tags in Akio, who applies a bow and arrow. Uh, Fanaki finally breaks out of it into the cover, though, but it's a near fall. Akio escapes, whips him into a turnbuckle. Chavo gets tagged in. We get a double suplex, gets a two. Um, Fanaki escapes again, uh, and then a, a tag to Akio, who hits a big Russian leg sweep, and then turns around <laughs> into like the leg around the re- le- leg around the head and just hold him there for 30 seconds. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, these velocity shows, they love a good rest hold. Very interesting. Uh, Something I'll touch on later. But um, Fanaki finally tags London. Uh, London hits Hurricanrana and a back body drop onto Akio. And then a drop salt onto Charvo while landing onto Akio for two, which was brilliant. It was mm-hmm. like, I, London, I don't need Fanaki. I can take care of fucking both of them, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, this show, this uh, match really kicked in when London got in there. Yeah. Uh, London drags Akio to the corner, uh, goes to the top. Charvo shoves him off. Uh, the heels then double team Fanaki, but London pulls Chavo out of the ring. Fanaki hits an Inzaguri onto Akio that wipes him out. Uh, London, he goes up to the top, hits the 450, and after just under 12 minutes, which was a long time for a velocity match, yeah. um, Charlie get onto Akio to get the victory for his team. Um, as you said, it is all about Paul London, uh, but I feel like Akio, he's, he could be. A, I can see why he turns into Jimmy Wang Yang. Right. It's did Akio ever wrestle on SmackDown? I know he did a little bit when he was with Tajiri, but I don't remember Akio uh, at all, like being a, a big part of. The only, cruiser. only during the during the, this cruiserweight time. So we'll have uh, what they'd call on modern day wrestling as like uh, title contender matches. Mm, uh, yes. Yeah, he had a lot of them where number one contender matches and things like that. Uh, Akio would get involved in, and the odd. Fatal four way, fatal five way, six way. Right. Akio would get involved, but actual feuds, actually like one on ones, not that I can remember. Yeah, just until he turns guy. into Jimmy Wang Yang. And then we're off to the moon with Jimmy Wang Yang. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, our opening match. Then what did you make? And how many mavens? They're solid. I'll, I'll give this one. Uh, I'll give it three mavens. I, I was a big fan of the, the mushroom Ooh, stuff yes. from from Paul London. I don't know if you caught that. He did yes. that in all of his 12 matches on these three shows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, there's a few of uh, moves in London's Arsenal. Like I said, I love the uh, the drop salt and in, 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 in oh, landing yeah. on someone behind him. I think it's brilliant. Uh, the, the, yeah, the mushroom drop. I love how he, uh, he incorporates the uh, headbutt into the cushion, but he uses all three turnbuckles. Right, right. And yeah. he's slamming the head into the corner. He's, yeah, he's, got, he's very innovative, he's, uh, he's Paul London. He is. He's, he's, he's a breath of fresh air. He's very, yeah, he's an interesting fellow, that's for sure. <laughs> it's a bit odd in here. Yeah, <laughs> you can see why they end up team, teaming him up with Brian Kendrick. They are uh, they're a bit of an odd pairing. Oh yeah, it worked though. That's one of my favorite teams ever, London and Kendrick. Oh, it was hundred percent. Just the entrance, just the intensity Ooh. on the entrance was enough for me. The speed, speed. I'd, I'd be gassed <laughs> just in the entrance. Up next, now this is probably what they were talking about with the uh, lack of high flying in the cruiserweight division, mm-hmm. a bit more smash mouth. It is your full-blooded Italian Nunzio going up against Spike. He's not the boss anymore. My God, he's still got a beard, Dudley. <laughs> that was the big story of, of, of these three episodes was uh, the evolution of Spike Dudley's beard. But we'll get into it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the pigtail bit was the best one for me. Um, 
But yeah, it's, cruiserweights getting a lot of airtime on, on Velocity. Yeah, I mean, it was but it's... pretty much just cruiserweights and Bashams. <laughs> and hardcore and Charlie we'll, we'll has. a dollop of spark plug Holly. <laughs> Uh, so Nunzio versus Spike then um, we get a lock up to start of course um, Spike backs Nunzio into a corner goes for a punch but Nunzio ducks and takes him down uh, Spike grabs an arm lock Nunzio reverses soon takes Spike down for a running shoulder uh, Nunzio gets a knee drop and a headlock but Spike then backs him back into a corner uh, Spike then takes control we get a shoulder ram punches, stomps plays to the crowd obviously because he's the boss um, Nunzio fights back uh, Spike though levels him with a kick and chokes him against the ropes. Um, very, very slow, methodical, exactly what you get from a Spike Dudley match. You know, what, you, what you've got to expect from a Spike Dudley match. Yep. Uh, Nunzio, he does reverse though into a small package that gets you two. Um, Spike, he gets an inverted atomic drop followed by a clothesline that gets him a two. Uh, then implies a sleeper with a body scissors because what this match needs is just to slow it down that yeah. little bit apply the Apply the sleeper to the crowd, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, they get up Spike it's a back suplex and uh, then he heads up top he goes for the, the coup de gras but Nunzio lifts a boot up uh, Nunzio fights back punches clotheslines a beard pull which is a move of the dastardly. night dastardly dastardly <laughs> and then gets a two from a, a magistral um, the finish then Nunzio he beats Spike in the corner hits them Spike stomps uh, Nunzio goes to the second rope hits the Sicilian slice but Spike gets his leg on the rope. Oh, the crowd can't take it. Uh, Nunzio whips Spike. The boss hits the battering ram. Goes for the La Magistral. However, Nunzio counters. But Spike winds up on the bottom. And Nunzio gets the shocking victory over the former Cruiserweight champion in just under five minutes. The, the way you just described that match was more entertaining than the match itself, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> you should have you should replaced Steve Romero. This piece of shit. Oh, no. He <laughs> is a piece of shit. Uh, yeah, solid match. The, the the boss versus the Sicilian shooter. Uh, like like you said, more of a smash mouth pace to the cruiserweight division. But uh, I'm always a fan of Nunzio, so seeing him get the win here, I'm big big fan, big fan. Yeah, especially with Nunzio as well. It's not that often, especially in 2005. Not that often that I've seen Nunzio pick up a win. Yeah, even on the sea shows. Because the rest of the FBI is gone at this point, right? Oh yeah, yeah, gone for a long time. Right, it's just yeah. he is now he's now the full blooded Italian. Right, of course. Course. He's now just it's like it's like if Ric Flair was just running around calling himself Evolution. <laughs> Your fun fact: uh, this is actually the so I saw this match. It was a dark match before a Great American Bash 2004, which was the first wrestling show I ever went to. So this match was actually the first match I ever saw live, and I didn't really realize that till wow. now. But Nunzio was over that night. Nunzio was super wow. over. And then you carried on. You came back for more. That could have put some people off. Can never get enough. Can never get enough. Of that wonderful Italian stuff. <laughs> uh, we get highlights from SmackDown as the new United States champion, The Juice, OJ Orlando Jordan, defrones the Doctor of Fugonomics because he can't be going into WrestleMania as US champion. Right. I mean, I guess yeah, you gotta give it to OJ and have him not defend it until, what, SummerSlam or something? I, oh, I remember him having like, yeah, a, a stupid <laughs> yeah. long reign just for no reason. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I think it works. Obviously, with the cabinet, you got JBL as the the world champion. Right. The Bashams were the tag champions, um, and then obviously the Juice now with the United States. It works for the from the cabinet's point of view, I suppose. But it's still Orlando Jordan. He was still terrible on Velocity less than six months ago. Terrible, <laughs> and now he's now he's just beaten your next world champion. That's crazy what, for the US title. What a shitty faction the cabinet was, and, and what Kurt Angle's team? What were they called? Just a bunch of duds. 
Jindrakin. Uh, angle uh, 2.0, Team Angle 2.0 with yeah. the, the reflection in the big dog. Yes, of course. Oh, oh, oh. There's a, a dire, dire period for SmackDown. Up next, main event time. I will hand this one over to you, Kyle, because you can do this one. I'll do the next one. <laughs> the Passion Brothers versus Hardcore Holly and Charlie Haas. Yeah, I mean, if if the Bashams weren't wearing different color tights for each match, I would have just thought they were the same match, honestly. But um, yeah, I mean, it's fine. First of all, when I just saw the graphic for this match, so you got Hardcore Holly, Charlie Haas, and the Bashams. I just laughed. Because generic guy number one, <laughs> they couldn't be more just like whatever looking dudes. But it's a fine match. Uh, the Bashams are clearly very proud that they're a part of the uh, security of defense. They have a little SOD across yes, their helmet. Yes, they are sods. Yes, they're the sods. sods. <laughs> uh, Steve Romero asks Josh if he uh, thought that SOD meant something else. It uh, wasn't really. But their banter wasn't very strong. On this show, <laughs> no, it's not. The banner's not what, what it once was. It was it's definitely not. not what it once was. Uh, yeah, yeah Bashams take control. They cut off the ring because they're, they're one of the best tag teams of all time, of course, because they're both bald. <laughs> of course, but uh, they had the leg lariat from uh, one of the Bashams gets the win ultimately. But yeah, it's a yes. fine match. Yes, the uh, is that not the the didn't Zach Ryder use that? Right, because he's not using it now. What does he call it? Radio silence or something like that? Ah, fuck no. Stole it from Some Doug Bashams. <laughs> but yeah, there's, there's not much to say, is there? When with the because the Bashams are not exactly ring generals. I think it's always nice to see Hardcore Holly take a whooping because uh, he did yeah. take a it did take a bit of a beating in this one. Um, but the crowd were actually, I thought the crowd were actually quite into it. Like we actually got a Basham suck. It's like Hardcore Holly for one of the first times ever. It's like it's under the Hardcore gimmick. It's like an overface. Yeah, he's perfect for. I mean, if, if, if Velocity had made eventers. Hardcore Holly would be in that main event scene in Velocity. Oh, 100%. He's the, um, if like if you have, they have the wrestler's court of Velocity, uh, Hardcore Holly's definitely the undertaker. Right, right, yeah. Very prestigious. Honor. Absolutely. But yeah, so that was uh, episode number one then uh, of, of Velocity between No Way Out and WrestleMania. Overall, um, where are we putting that in the, <laughs> from, from, you can rate it between December to Dismember uh, being bad and WrestleMania 17. <laughs> Ooh. Um, if we're talking about Veloz, just Velocity, I would give it a, um, I would give it a uh, Judgment Day 2002. Oh, yeah. Okay. Take okay. that for what it's worth. Uh, so moving on then, uh, next week, so it's the 12th of March. Uh, as always, Steve Romero and Josh Matthews are on commentary, unfortunately. I'm still hoping and praying and clinging on that one day uh, Build a March just going to suddenly pop back up on the screen, but it's not looking that way. Very sad, very sad. So, yeah, it's kicking off the show. Fashion Brothers versus Charlie Hassan Hardcore Holly. How does their music go again? I, I forget it. I remember it was very stupid. That'll do, just that silence, just that 10 second silence. <laughs> it's, 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 that'll do. That could, they could just have that as, as new theme music. It was like somebody who like yeah. just bought a synthesizer was like plucking around with it. Like, okay, yeah, that's their music. Uh, it's generic. It's generic superstar uh, entrance from SmackDown versus Raw 2006 uh, for creator wrestler. Yes, it's. Uh, that, why not give him JBL's theme music? Yeah, yeah, of course. I would have been all about that. Go the whole way. Make them wear suits, cowboy hats. <laughs> full full Secretary of Defense. Yeah. No, see, they should bring them out. Bring them out in like the shield gear. In riot gear, if they're like secretaries of defense. 
Man, can you imagine? In if, instead of getting getting the shield that we ended up getting, our shield was the Basham Brothers. Wow. Oh. And Kurt Angle, but 2016 Kurt Angle, where he's broken. Right. Yes. <laughs> it's three bald men. And. Right. <laughs> Sounds a little bit racist. That does, if you actually think about it. Nah, like that. you know. <laughs> so the rematch of the century then uh did you notice that hardcore holly had like he looked like he had herpes on his mouth you probably uh, you know hardcore doesn't care <laughs> are, there, are there just no are there just no one on the roster like why who asked for this rematch we did the no. audience no okay the fan rea the fan reaction with basham suck they wanted it oh it's a hot angle brother yeah, you're right. You got to capitalize on the iron. Huh? Although, Hardcore Holly and Charlie Haas, Haas, didn't they get a tag team title match at some point on SmackDown? Because of these absolute five out of five Tokyo Dome bangers with the Bashams on Velocity. I guess. Yeah, it seems like they're, uh, even though they lost their previous match, it feels like commentary is trying to put them over as uh, in contention for the titles. But you know, Oh, well, the hot tag. So, so you had Charlie Haas getting worked over for the majority of the match. Um, they hit a heart attack onto Holly. Uh, we got a full Nelson slam, a clothesline, oh, yeah. a flying clothesline. He went up to the top and hit his flying clothesline. Man. Hardcore Holly Mania is running wild. I was a big fan of that heart um, attack. He was just wrecking shop in there. <laughs> he was, he's loving life. Oh, yeah. They're just on just bat, bat the bashings every week. Let me just do. Let like me it. do thirty seconds of work. But that thirty seconds, oh, they're gonna be badass. Don't worry. <laughs> that's it uh, but shocker though um, Hardcore he's going for Alabama Slam uh, Doug runs in kicks Holly in the ribs knocks him back sends him into Danny sunset flip for the victory so one for what well two two, two and oh for the Bashams yeah. um, sending Hardcore and Charlie House back down the pecking order um, so next week they'll probably have to fight the, the Bashams <laughs> uh, hopefully hopefully the, the, the best out of seven as far as I say it Oh, best of seven yeah. on velocity. Oh, yeah. oh, and then the main match can be on like fucking vengeance. Yeah, <laughs> right after Miz yeah. and Daniel Pewter box each other. <laughs> uh, we see a clip from SmackDown uh, where Teddy Long's making Carlito shovel snow and then deal with the Undertaker. Uh, are you familiar with the Carlito Teddy Long feud? Of 2005. Um, well, I listened to your guys' episode on, on the build-up, so that's pretty much the extent of what I know about it. I mean, I, I watched it as it was going on, but I don't really remember much about it. But, uh, yeah, Carlito is injured at this point, right? Or is it legit? Yeah, so he's, uh, he's, he's injured his arm, so I think they're just doing stuff to keep him on TV, so having him uh, having a feud with the uh, general manager always works. Yeah, yeah, it can never go wrong. You have your uh, bodyguard stab John Cena, break your arm, and now you're shoveling snow. Wrestling. <laughs> that's <it>, wrestling <laughs> and that still body that bodyguard has still not been held accountable for his actions Jesus is still on and the lamb we're, we're currently in 2022 in June and he's still not been held accountable for his actions it's fucking no. disgusting seeing I better watch his disgusting. back disgusting up next Scotty too high that's hard hitting smash mouth fast pace but it's not gonna be strong smash style. mouth cruiserweight action nothing says strong style <laughs> Scotty too hardy Velocity Underground, Scotty Too Hotty versus Spike Dudley. And uh, Spike had his uh, beard parted in the middle. Yeah, it was a bit Jim uh, Nidart-esque. Is that? I get. Well, yeah, I guess. Did Jim Nidart do that? Because the one, like the triangle, but Spike had oh, it in yeah, like a, yeah. I don't know what you call this, where it's, it's like a pigtails, I guess, like erect pigtails. Yeah, <laughs> erect pigtails. Yes. Yeah. 
That's an image you'll never be able to get out of your head. Uh, um, I quite like Spike when he applied the full Nelson. Um, it's like, you're Spike Dudley. I know it's Scotty to what You're both very tiny men. But a wrestler the size of Spike Dudley, is it just ironic for him to apply a move like the full Nelson when you've got Chris Masters doing it on Monday Night Raw? <laughs> Dave, if, if Spike Dudley came up behind you and puts you in a full Nelson, do you think you'd be able to escape it? Easily. <laughs> I reckon I could, I'm, I'm not the biggest of men, but I reckon I could smash Spike Dudley yeah. and Scotty Too High. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Spike Dudley Easily. is the heel. And they're, uh... they're very old men now. Yeah. <laughs> they're very old they're very old men now. I reckon I'd have a chance. Yeah, you probably would. Towards the end of the match, uh Scotty gets the bulldog and goes for the worm. Uh W O R M but Spike rolls him up onto the apron uh, just before the chop. Uh, Scotty suplexes him though, but Spike slides out, rolls Scotty up with the tights, of course, because he's the cheating boss for the victory in just under five minutes. Um nothing special. Entertaining, decent pace, but yeah. uh it's we've seen it already. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it was, it was fine for what it was. Uh, he teased the crowd with Scotty's worm, but he doesn't show you his worm. Um, no. Commentary loves Spike's beard, though. I mean, they're talking about, like, what it resembles. I think they bring up a fork. And then Josh goes on about how he beat his dog with a fork and made his dog tap out. It was a weird uh, little little, <laughs> t- little tangent they went on. I was having trouble focusing on the match. Um, Josh said he made his dog tap out. But, uh, yeah, full Nelsons all around. I wish the full Nelson would have lasted longer. He should have made it as finish, personally, I think. But I don't know. <laughs> it's, only certain, it's only certain wrestlers he'd be able to hit it onto. But yeah. to be fair, he's, he's, he only wrestles the same two wrestlers every week anyway. Yeah, I mean, Spike. He's either Nunzio or Spike. Exactly. I mean, Spike thrives as uh, oh, Scotty, face, sorry. the baby face getting his ass kicked, getting thrown all over the place. Him just being a heel, working a body part. Yeah, not for me. Yeah. I think it's it's you, you look at wrestlers like especially in two thousand and five at your Spike Dudley's and your Scotty Tuartis and think well if there was this annual releases like there seems to be in, uh, how wrestling is in in modern day mm-hmm. uh, I feel like every single year that that comes around they're so they're sort of the wrestler looking at each other thinking has your phone gone off yet have you <laughs> right. got a text yet <laughs> could be time for us to go yeah uh, be coming soon coming soon <laughs> it's not long uh, main event time. Uh, Paul London versus Akio. Uh, now, before we get into this, I want to say to anybody listening, uh, if you've never seen this match, actually go and find this match to watch because there's not many matches on Velocity where you'd actually recommend them as like, you know, this is like a real, this is a banger, this one. Where this, for me, from Cruiserweight style in 2005, because the Cruiserweight division is, Paul London's trying his best to kind of revitalise it after like Chavo Guerrero's dad and Jacqueline right. were former champions. Uh, but this match is number one contenders for the Cruiserweights. Uh, Paul London versus Akio. A fucking phenomenal. This is a great match. Match fantastic. of the month for sure. Oh, 100%. Absolutely 100%. Um, we, had, we had London pulled out all the moves. We got the drop salt. Um, it's it's three, uh, three shots per turnbuckle cover. I think it's still it's a great move. If I remember, it was a move that Dude Love used to do back in the day, back in like 1997. Oh, yeah. Sure it was. Um, Akio, um, he's, he's a bit more ground and pound with his his, his sort of uh, wrestling style. Um, you got a lot of work on the arms, a lot of work on the legs. I suppose if you're wrestling a guy like Paul London, who's probably going to get you with a moonsault or a drop kick, knock your tech out his wheels. That'd be the first yeah. thing you were doing. Um, they traded a lot of back and forth, uh, like I said, a lot of work on the knee. 
but we got a great stretch muffler, and I love a good stretch muffler. Great, sub- great, great submission. Great submission. Um, London, he dodges a kick, uh, tries to fight, but he's holding that leg. He's desperately, he's, he's selling, he's outstanding as well. Uh, and hits a desperation drop salt, but that hurts him more than it hurts his opponent. So he's selling more than thinking, oh, London, how are you going to recover? How are you going to recover? Um, the finish of the match, uh, London smashes Akira on the head with his legs, uh, then hits a, an elbow drop and a clothesline, follows up with a backdrop, hits a lovely leg lariat that gets him a two. Uh, London goes up to up to the top, but Chavo Guerrero's out on commentary. Forgot to add at the start. Uh, he distracts him, allowing Akio to kick his leg out. Akio sits London on the top, hits a Frankensteiner, but as they hit the mat, London rolls through, which is a great counter. And in just under 15 minutes, one, two, three, and your new cruiserweight number one contender is Paul's fucking London. Yeah, I, I, I might even say this is the best velocity match that I've seen. Since I've been doing this with you, because one, it had stakes. I agree. I couldn't agree anymore. Yeah, I couldn't agree anymore. It was everything you wanted from a from a, a cruiserweight, a cruiserweight match, especially with the like I said that you've got different styles. Akio, as much as he can do your high flyers, he can do your moonsaults, he can do all that sort of stuff. His sort of his body of work, especially under this character, is more kicks, chops working on body parts and stuff. And I just think uh, we he played it perfectly with Paul London, who was this wounded soldier. Is he going to be able to recover? He's got all these moves requiring him to jump off stuff, but one of his legs is busted. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a great recovery uh, to win, obviously, but with the counter as well and not to win with his normal arsenal because he can't hit that because of his leg. Great storytelling. No, yeah, great Fantastic. psychology. Because, yeah, a lot of people might, you know, they, they get their leg worked on the entire match, but uh, they'll just get adrenaline at the end and they'll do their splash off the top or whatever. But in this case, that didn't happen. Um, but, yeah, the beginning, really fun back and forth between the two. Uh, love London's, like, frog splash cross body to the outside onto the floor. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like you said, after that, Akio works the leg for, like, the second half of the match. And then, yeah, like you said, they didn't, Paul didn't bring out the 450 for the win. He just kind of rolled up Akio. And uh, a unique finish, fun finish. And Chavo being mm. there, I think, enhanced the whole thing. He was like, oh, was it distracting you? I was just cheering as a fan. So uh, good good stuff, good cruiserweight storyline they got going on here. And Paul London, love Paul London. Yeah, fantastic. Paul London, he's, um, he's excelling on the, on the roster with his, with his velocity matches, I think. Yeah. Um, because he's getting given a lot more time than he would in a match on SmackDown. Because on a match on SmackDown, it's usually a multi-man. You kind of have 20 seconds to get your shit yeah. in before it's somebody else's turn to get their shit in. Um, I feel with these velocity matches, they, could, they do go under the radar. And this one, absolutely under the radar. Um, I don't recall ever watching this match before, before I've watched it for this. Uh, yeah. And I'm so glad I did. Yeah, props to Akio too. You would see why they would really... I guess their repackaging of Jimmy Wang Yang is silly, but it's like, well, we're going to put forth effort to get this guy on TV, and you would mm. be a, a yeah, prominent that's it. They definitely the noticed he's got something. Yeah, absolutely. They've noticed he's got something, and, um, and yeah, Jimmy Wang Yang. I can't wait for that shit. Oh, it's going to be great. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to offend so many people in one go. Can't <laughs> wait. <laughs> so the following week, now this was a great relief for me and Kyle after two weeks of watching. I couldn't find any content online for the March the 19th episode of Varsity. Did you at least find the card? I, I found the card. Okay. I found the card. So, Akio defeated Shannon Moore in just under five minutes. Oh, we missed a Shannon Moore match. Mark Jindrak defeated Spike Dudley in four minutes. Heidenreich defeated Sean Evans Ugh. in one minute and 35. Okay. And the main event... Charlie Haas 
and Hardcore Holly. Don't say the Bashams. Defeated. Don't say the Bashams. Falaki and okay. Scotty Too Hotty in six minutes. <laughs> okay. You know what? I feel like we basically saw that. Amongst all the stuff we've seen, we can kind of put together what that show looked like. <laughs> yeah. There's about seven wrestlers that they have on Velocity. But actually, though. Yeah. Oh, even, though, even though, the, as I say every single fucking time, the opening intro has still got Eddie Guerrero, The Rock. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hurricane wrestlers that are never on fucking Velocity. Who can forget that Rock versus Charlie Haas match on Velocity? Wow. Rock and Austin versus Hardcore Holly and Charlie Haas. <laughs> yes. Yes. Book it. It's not, it's not too late. Oh, good. It's not. It's never too late. It's never too late. So moving on then uh, to one that we can find footage for. Uh, the 26th of March episode of Velocity kicks off with Paul London, your new number one contender for the Cruiserweight Champion versus your former champion, the boss, Spike Dudley. So yes, there is about five wrestlers in the Cruiserweight division. Yeah, and once again, I mean, I know this wasn't the week after, but Paul London wins the last show, closes with Paul London, and now we open with Paul London. But, yeah, but I'd much prefer to do that than oh, yeah. close with the Bashams and Hardcore and I wasn't, Charlie. I and wasn't angry at this. I wasn't uh, <laughs> it was, that Bashams. It was a ple- pleasant surprise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so London versus Spike, uh, we get some circling to start. Spike heads to the outside, uh, back in, and London makes fun of Spike's height. So it's like, no, no, don't pick on his beard this week. I'll pick on how small you are. Even though Paul London is about that much. Yeah, I guess every inch counts. They're all tiny little men. Yeah. Uh, Spike, he chokes London uh, and then strangulates him against the rope. He slams London, then chops him, and then caught, this causes London to like hulk up a little bit. Uh, London gets arm drags, headbutts. Uh, Spike reverses the whip, but London comes back with a shoulder. Uh, Spike sends him over the top, but London attempts to skin the cat, but Spike just kicks him off. That's cruiserweight action from that's Smash Mouth. Strong style. That's in your face. Yeah. Just <laughs> strong style cruiserweights. Uh, back in, Spike hits a netbreaker, then goes for an STF. Uh, London manages to get to the rope, which pushes Spike off. Which pushes Spike off. Sorry, uh, London blocks a punch, nails Spike with two off, two forearms, some chops. Uh, London level Spike with a kick that gets him a two count. Uh, London leapfrogs a battering ram, uh, then hits a drop salt for two. Belly to belly gets another two. Spike tries for the Dudley Dog, but London whips him into the corner. One four fifty later. And still undefeated as cruiserweight number one contender is Paul London. <laughs> yeah, that uh, that 450 was more like a 450 knee drop. Looks brutal. Mm. But, yeah. It's it's the thing is though with these cruiserweights, like Billy Kidman used to do it with his shooting star, um, Paul London with his 450. They're, they're, they're little tiny men who were quite fast when they're moving. Right. So you've got to get that shit bang on. So if you if you don't, that's where injuries occur. Yeah, yeah. It's- it pisses me off that Billy Kidman owns the Shooting Star Press at this point because Paul London does a way better Shooting Star Press than Billy Kidman. But yes, but Billy Kidman's still here, even though he's getting fatter and older. <laughs> he's still here. He's just Bill Kidman now. <laughs> just Bill, just big <laughs> Bill, big Bill. We get out with one Bill, in with another. But yes, what did you make to our uh, opening contest? Yeah, solid match. It you know it wasn't as good as the uh, London versus Akio match because naturally I watched it right no. after, so I was like kind of comparing it to that. But yeah, Paul London a little bit more dominant in this match. I think the the coconut crunch was a great move by Paul London. Which <laughs> I thought is that is that a type of weed strain? I'm assuming like all like the coconut crunch. Yeah, it sounds like it could be the, the mushroom stomp. All these <laughs> moves that allude to something. <laughs> 
But uh, yeah, and then the 450 for the win. I'm not offended by this match at all. It was solid for sure. Absolutely. Uh, now, a match that I imagine may offend you. Up next, oh. Doug Basham versus the reflection of imperfection, oh. Mark Jindrak. This is just like the Bashams. It's like, okay, you guys suck, but as a team, you're, you're okay. You're, you're a good tag team. You have team mechanics. You work as a tag team. Yes. But now you just throw fucking Doug out there against stupid ass <laughs> Mark Jindrak. Oh, how can this be good? But actually, I'll, I'll say that. Well, it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. <laughs> uh, Mark Jindrak is now a face uh, because uh, on, over on SmackDown, uh, Team Angle 2.0 have gone their separate ways. Uh, they were sick of losing, and finally, uh, the big dog Luther Reigns snapped on the reflection. And um, so now the big dog stayed the heel, and Mark Jindrak is face, hence why he's going up against one of the sods. <laughs> the sods, yes, of course. Yeah, it's, uh, it's unfortunate we didn't get Jindrak versus Reigns at WrestleMania. So. <sighs> Wow. Could have been a uh, marquee matchup. The, the beef on show. The beef on show. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, though, you've got, if you actually look at them both, you're like, Jim, the big dog has got all sort of the, the facial mannerisms and the sort of like the gimmick where I've been in prison and stuff like that, to, and the body shape and everything mm -hmm. to be a great wrestler. The problem is, he's terrible on the microphone and he's terrible at wrestling. The yeah. two things that are the quintessentially vital, the pivotal for you to be a wrestler, Jindrak, uh, Jindrak uh, sorry, Reigns doesn't have, and Jindrak's the same. He's got his body, his, his body shape, he's got a great physique, he's got everything there to be the perfect wrestler, but he's terrible on the mic and he's terrible in the ring. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jindrak is definitely, he strikes me as a tag team wrestler, and I think he was in WWE, yes. if I remember correctly, with like Sean O'Hare or something. I could be wrong on that. Yeah, yeah, and then, then he teamed with Chuck Palumbo. Right. Right. Or, yeah. or, or no, it was no, no. I think actually, I think it was Sean O'Hare that went with Chuck Palumbo, and it was Jindrak that went with fucking Meat. That's right. Yes, they're all kind Stasiac. of interchangeable, though. They're all yeah, yeah. jacked guys with short hair and tights, like. Yeah, all the same pair of tights, just yeah. different colors. They, they share yeah. each other. Very, tights, very sure. interchangeable. Yeah, there was a, a WCW group back in the the dying days of WCW, Natural Born Thrillers. And that had all the all four of them in. Uh, Mike Sanders. They were just all interchangeable, muscled men with short pants. Did they thrill you? No. <laughs> they, they did. I don't even feel. I don't even feel like they tried to seek a thrill. Neither. No. No. None of those. They're not natural either. No. Let me tell you about something. They you were just. That. They were just the. <laughs> if that. <laughs> At best, they were the. Uh, very much like this match. At best, it was the. Until what absolutely blew me out of the way. Blew me. So, uh, Jindrak's finisher used to be the mark of excellence. Uh, which was a decent, decent little finish. But his finish now just seems like he just punches you. Yeah, it's a left hook. Powerful left. The, the woman's left. <laughs> woman's slap. Yeah, yeah. Every finisher for a diva on SmackDown oh, yeah. 1 and 2. Stephanie McMahon's finisher. I'll never forget. Um, but yeah, it does. The match didn't really have much going on. Jindrak with, with some head scissors at one point, uh, an inverted atomic drop, a backdrop. That was not, not exactly got the craziest backdrop I think I've ever seen, though. To be fair, Doug Basham got so much okay. hair on that. Because Jindrak's a big, big lad. Yeah, he's a big, strong boy. Um, but yeah, overall, not a great showing from Jindrak. But 
this is probably the best you're going to get out of Jindraken. At least he got a win. So his, his new face uh, face journey starts off with a victory. Yeah. Yeah, it's a shame he doesn't have the mirror anymore coming out. But uh... That's what I mean. He needs to go back to re the reflection gimmick. Come back with it. Now, the Narcissus Lex Luger 2.0 gimmick. It was brilliant. He needed just women. He needed mirrors. A mm. bit of pyro. Let, let's, let's, let's put... But no, but they tried doing that, and then they thought, hang on a minute, we've got Chris Masters. Yeah, I was about to say, what if we just team up Masters and Jindrak? Make them a team. They... Oh, that's scary. Yeah. That's scary. I feel like one of them would die because they'd share the same needle. <laughs> well, you know, that's team cohesion. That's how you build chemistry. <laughs> By sharing the same needle. Yeah, yeah, at the same time. Just one end and, and one guy, one end and the other. They could just be called... <laughs> they could just be called Juice. Yeah, the Chinese finger trap. <laughs> Lovely. Speaking of Chinese finger traps, um, <laughs> Heidenreich versus Robert Adams. What's your favorite Robert um, Adams I, match? Um, Heidenreich versus Robert Adams. <laughs> uh, it's, it's one of the best ones. Yeah. Um, I love how uh, Josh Matthews he compares Heidenreich to Ivan Drago. <laughs> I was like, yeah, visually, I guess. <laughs> Blonde hair and muscles. Yeah. Got, you know, but I'm, sh I'm, sh I'm sure, like in real life, Dolph Lundgren's supposed to be quite the, the clever, intelligent bloke. Uh, so, Heidenreich. Heidenreich writes poetry, though. He's a smart fella. <laughs> yeah, he's a fart smeller. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not a fan. Not a fan of his. Just like his in ring ability, just like he's his poetry, I'm not a fan. Um, he murdered fucking poor Robert Adams, to be fair. Um, close lines, chokes, kicks, punches, Let's and the boss man slam because it generic big man finish in just a 1 minute 42 seconds was your exact match time of this. Yep. Stellar. Yep. Five star Tokyo Dome. I do love, uh, I guess, the direction Heidenreich is going. He's like, because he was calling this guy his friend. The whole time he's kicking the shit out of him mm. and then he pins him and he's like patting his head he's like shaking his hand and rubbing him he's like oh it's my buddy and then he walks away he's like delusional a little bit so it's and a little bit a little yeah. bit entertaining i guess better than whatever the hell he was doing with undertaker but i, mean, I see that i think that's the thing they they debuted heidenreich as this next big monster um and he's he needed to come off his first feud incredibly well mm -hmm. and even though he got victories over the undertaker he's come off this feud with the undertaker looking atrocious looking absolute trash yeah and it's just it's not helping him and then that little the little bit he had with snitsky uh i like what you do to babies um that doesn't help uh and he's just he's now just the quintessential comedy heel yeah, that's the way it goes, right? Like Tensai was the same thing. He comes in and kicks John Cena's ass, and then it doesn't really go that well. And then a couple of weeks later, he's Sweet Tea dancing with the Funkasaurus. Mm. So it's kind of the same deal here. Well, look at, at um, look at when they brought Kozlov in. Oh, Kozlov yeah. started main eventing with Triple H for the title. Within a year, he's dancing with Santino and having tea parties with Sheamus. <laughs> yeah, that first impression is very important when it comes to Vince. I oh yes, oh yes. It's it's how you look at the end of your first encounter or your first feud. Uh, if you're still looking good in the eyes of Vince, you're going to be okay. If you're not looking good, get your sent to main event. Yep. Put on some face paint. Team with animal. Call it a day. <laughs> I cannot fucking wait for that. <laughs>
I, I would have loved to have been a, just a fly in the room of that conversation where they've got animal and they've got right animal. We've got an idea. I've got an idea. Let's put Legion of Doom back together, but we'll use Heidenreich. <laughs> it's, what? Uh, it's Doom. It's Doom in, in, in a way. It's a different way, but uh, it's Doom for the fans. But... <laughs> it's absolute Doom. Absolute Doom. What a weird time. Uh, got animal, Tatanka running around somewhere. I don't know if that's before yeah. this or after this, but... No, no, that's soon, yeah. Well, Marty Jannetty's just signed a short-term oh, deal. Oh, thank goodness. You got Piper and Flair as tag team champions at some point. Oh, yeah, and then he has to give up the titles because he gets cancer. Oh, oh, is that why? I don't remember that. Yeah, yeah, he got... His cancer came back, uh, like, the day after he got, he got... He won the titles, he got the prognosis, so he had to give the titles up. Damn. What a shame. When him and Flair battered the Spirit Squad... I think that's yeah. 2006, seven, one of them years. Can't wait for that shite. Speaking of stuff I can't wait for, it's main event time. Nunzio and Funaki versus Akio and Bill. Bill. Bill man. Big man. fat Bill. Bill, but I still can't work out to this day how he managed to bag Tory Wilson. Oh, man. Well, I guess he, he stole her from Tajiri. And oh, it does Maven, right? I get it. Uh, yeah, uh, Billy, Kidman, Billy Kidman was married to her in real life. Right, right. So hit back, in, back in the WCW days when he was looking like some uh, weird homeless junkie. <laughs> now he still is. But it's like a homeless man that stole a nice jacket. No, I feel like no, I feel like he was an ex-junkie that's now got himself a house and a job. Mm. So he still looks a bit rough out edges, but he's now fat. Right, because he now eats now. Instead of being on the in, on the on smack, he now eats. Had a few, but kids. he's still, yeah, I yeah. He's, but he's still got that junkie mentality. He still every now and again thinks about nipping out at backstage and just shooting up. <laughs> but still throws out a shooting star press or tries to. <laughs> Try tries to mate. He's been trying to throw one out of them since like nineteen ninety seven. One of these days he's gonna get it. I believe in him. <laughs> Um, so the match, uh, Kidman and Funaki, they start things off. Kidman getting a few well-placed punches in. Uh, Funaki gets some of his own in retaliation, then a lovely hurricanrana. Um, Kidman places Funaki on the turnbuckle, but Funaki comes off with a crossbody that gets a two. This is what you want from your, your smash-mouth, strong-style yeah. cruiserweight division. Some high-flying. Exactly. Uh, we get a tag to Nunzio. Uh, the faces elbow Kidman and hip toss Akio on top of him. Uh, Nunzio covers for a two-count. Uh, Kidman comes back with an eye rake, tags in Akio. Akio goes in with the stomps. Then Nunzio gets a lovely small package that gets a very close near fall. Uh, Fanaki, he gets up, kicks Kidman, uh, gets an Inzaguri, tag to Nunzio, who attacks both heels, then gets a neck breaker on Kidman. Backdrop to Akio, a DDT on Kidman, so Kidman gets a two. Fanaki attacks Akio, but Akio escapes just in time to save Kidman from a Sicilian slice. Um, Akio, he knocks Nunzio into a Billy Kidman roll up. With the tights, the dirty heels. Uh, just over six minutes for the one, two, three. Yeah, that, that is a match that happened. That's for sure. SmackDown's number one announcer. Always a big fan. Yeah, number one. Stupid ass for that. Just has SmackDown on the back of his tights. That's uh, it. Former, former Cruiserweight champion because we toured Japan. Right. Yes, of course. It's like uh, Mansoor in Saudi Arabia. You know, we'll give you a push. The, the only reason. The only reason. Because we toured Japan. So we'll stick him on there, um, and then the minute we get back from Japan, we'll let him back and drop it to Charmo. Thank you very much. Maybe that's why Akio's so prominent here as well. I don't know, maybe Funaki and Akio. Ethnics, ethnics. Yeah. No, because Vince, Vince sees Orient uh, or Oriental wrestlers as Kung Fu. 
minute he sees kung fu, he just thought, ah, just, well, just, no, he's kung fu, innit? He's from Japan, he's kung fu, so he's just gonna kick and punch and chop. He's just kung fu. Goddamn palace is Funaki. Let's call him Kung Fu Naki. <laughs> Goddamn. <laughs> Uh, and the fact that they even bought the rights for the theme music. So it's Kung Fu Naki. Oh, I remember <laughs> that being on the, like if you had to buy a physical CD and you would put that in and you'd Kung Fu Naki. Oh, shut up, asshole. <laughs> so, so, so how can we be more stereotype than <laughs> ever possible? Well, it's, it's, it's Kung Fu, he's from the Orient. Right, yeah, good. Right, Tajiri does it. Yeah. Tajiri does it. A fucking Kenzo Suzuki, he kick punch slap chops. See from the Orient, Funaki kick punch chops chop slap Orient, Akio Orient, Shinsuke Nakamura mm-hmm. kick punch slap chop knee. He's from the Orient. Tazawa running around in a ninja outfit. I think. Yeah, because he's from there. the Orient. Right. Yeah. Japs. It's hard not. It's hard not it's when you look at it like that to say that Vince has a. A weird fetish with people from the Orient and Kung Fu. Hey, don't kink shame them. We don't do that here. <laughs> so there was one more velocity then uh, after in this month block, which was fu- fu- <laughs> I would say fucking thankfully where I couldn't find anything for neither, uh, which was the weekend of WrestleMania. It was a Saturday before WrestleMania, the Saturday of the Hall of Fame. Um, there's some absolute stars in the Hall of Fame this year Hulk Hogan, oh, wow. the Iron Sheik Nikolai Volkov, Roddy Piper basically anyone Hogan's had a fucking feud with back in the 70s and 80s yeah. they're in the Hall of Fame yeah, Art's there with him, he's always with him goes in the Hall of Fame with him Absolutely. As well. uh, so on, on the weekend of the Hall of Fame they also had Velocity that was recorded in the previous week we had Akio defeating Nunzio in just over 4 minutes Charlie Haas and Hardcore Howie Get ready. Defeated. Jared Steele and Russell Simpson. <laughs> what a shame. We couldn't have witnessed that. Luther Reigns defeated John Blitzen. Mm. And Mark Jindrak defeated Billy Kidman. What? 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 Okay. So do they ever blow off this Jindrak Luther Reigns thing? Why, they might as well just had it on fire. I'm hoping so. I'm hoping so. I can't see it being on Velocity, but I'm hoping so on the next SmackDown. I mean, uh, Velocity before WrestleMania could have been a big thing. Well, I guess it's Hall of Fame. Is it during the Hall of Fame or is it like right after or something? Uh, I, I believe it's going to be well, before or after one of the two because yeah. it's, it's it's recorded on the Tuesday after SmackDown, before SmackDown. Mm-hmm. So the Tuesday before Mania, it'd be recorded. Um, but yeah, they could have they could have gone with that and had Reigns and uh, Jindrak having the big blow-off on uh, on velocity, but no, we'll save that for SmackDown. Thank goodness, thank goodness. I can't wait for just that. like uh, mo- just like Monday WWE is saving Ricochet and Walter for SmackDown because if they would have put that on Hell in the Cell, it probably would have been match of the night. You can't have that. Can't have that. <laughs> <all>. <laughs> Over Bruce Tiddy Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins. <laughs> oh jeez, they gotta get that SmackDown rating up, man. Nothing drives ratings like the big dog in the reflection. <sighs> It drive drive something, drive something. Drive. I don't know if ratings is what it drives. It drives my dick inside me. <laughs> it drives me to suicide. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, then, so this has been Velocity from No Way Out to WrestleMania 21. As always, Mister Hard, it's always a pleasure. Oh, thank you. Sir. Um, 
If they don't know out there, let them know what is the hardest part of the ring. What is the apron bump? Who the fuck are you? Who am I? I'm still figuring that out myself, to be honest. But uh, yes, the Apron Bump Podcast. You can listen wherever you listen on YouTube as well. I've had Dave, had had Big Sexy Michael on several times. And we'll be doing another one again. Uh, I don't know when this comes out, but it'll be late June when it comes out. Uh, WCW. This, one, this, could be, this could be out tomorrow. Sure. Fuck it. Just send it yeah. out. Send it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, end of this month, be, uh, we'll, we'll be covering Halloween Havoc in 1995. Mm-hmm. Monster Trucks. Woo! Can't wait. But uh, yeah, retro wrestling, a cover promotions big and small uh, over the course of four different decades, all sorts of promotions. So if you like that, check out the Apron Bump, apronbump.com for all my stuff. Uh, Apron Bump on Twitter. And that's about all I got. Thanks, thank you once again for having me on the C Show. Absolutely. Always, always. Well, I found your level, Kyle. Get you on the C Show. <laughs> hey, I'm a C Squad podcaster, so it's only fair. <laughs> Uh, that's where we're at and that's where we've been at for years so you've you've joined a quality group oh yeah something like that (laughs) but yeah so um yeah just like carl said we're going to come and do some uh halloween havoc um and mike's mike uh, did a lovely reference to it in our previous episode in the build to Mm. wrestlemania um because uh big show is going to be competing in a sumo match against uh akibono uh, and he's like, oh, that was just like a WCW sumo match. I was like, what fucking sumo match? I was like, oh, yeah. It's long-term storytelling by Big Mike. <laughs> Ten years. <laughs> he's figured out how to do it. But, yeah, it'll be, uh, it'll be something. It'll be something. It certainly will. On that note, then, thank you once again. I've been Dave. That's been Kyle. This has been Velocity. It's always a blast. Until next time, peace out, people. The Bashams suck. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Ruthless aggression.